Welcome to Uptown. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're here to empower, encourage, and uplift you on your journeys. We invite you to join us. We have Wednesday night Bible study at 6.30 p.m., Sunday service at 11 a.m., and you can watch us online. Glad you're here. Let's begin today's message. And I want to continue to piggyback off the word that we went forth last Saturday. Last Saturday, we talked about Nehemiah, remember? We talked about building the walls. And one of the things that, that, um, that was in there was at the end of the sixth chapter, uh, it was, we talked about distractions. Amen? See, see when, we, when you're doing something for God, he, the, the devil's always going to put distractions in the way. Right? And, and so what I want to do this year is build us up. Build us up so that when we see distractions, we know how to handle them. All right? Distractions is about what God is using. Those distractions is to build your character. Amen? Because when he builds your character with those distractions, what ends up happening is that, that whatever that distraction was, whatever it may have been, you have overcame it. Right? And so when you overcome something, the Bible says in Revelations, in, the, in Revelations 13, I believe, it says that he came to make war against the saints and to conquer the nations. Amen? So, so what is the Bible teaching us in that little paragraph? I think it's is, is Revelation 13, 7. I think it's like that, 13, 7 and 8, I believe it is. But, but what, is, what is the Bible teaching us right there? It's saying that the world is already conquered. See, he's already conquered the world. The devil has already conquered the world. But when he, the Bible reads, when he, he said he comes to make war against the saints. Let me explain to you what war is. When, you, when someone commissions a war, they have many battles. And in these battles, you either win or you lose, right? But the major thing about a war is, is to win the battle in the end. Because once you win the battle in the end, then the other foe know that they've been defeated and they surrender, right? So when the Bible talks about that he came to make war against the saints, in other words, what the Bible is saying is that you're going to have war in your life. You're going to have many battles, many distractions. Amen? I don't want you to think just because I'm senior pastor of Uptown Church that I don't have distractions. I'll be the first to raise my hand. I got distractions all the time. Amen? But the thing about it is, is this, is that I'm willing in the name of Jesus to walk this journey out with you. Amen? God is good. I want to allow the Holy Spirit this morning to to resonate in your hearts. I want the Holy Spirit to show you how to overcome distractions in the name of Jesus. I want you to be able to walk in your purpose. 
to fulfill your destiny for the kingdom of God. If you think that, that you were born out of your mother's womb just to sit up and watch the football game, I got something else to tell you. That wasn't the reason that you were born out of your mother's womb. You were born with a purpose and a destiny. Amen? And what the devil tries to do is come to kill, steal, and destroy. Because he knows that if you walk in your purpose and in your destiny, you're going to take the hammer and hit him upside the head. Amen? But if he can keep the hammer out your hand, then he good. Amen? Amen. Your identity is in your relationship with God. Your identity is a part of your character. See, God is building character with distractions because the devil will throw a distraction there and God is saying, huh, watch this. I'm going to build something out of this. And when he builds something out of that distraction, then your character becomes one that we talked about it in Sunday school this morning. Your character matures. Amen? Amen. Let's get some word. This morning, I want to talk about King David. And, 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 and I've got a lot of verses, a lot of chapters and so forth. But this is what I call homework. Because I don't want you to take what I say. I want you to go to the Bible yourself and I want you to read it. And then I want you to go back and say, well, now pastor said this. Okay, it lines up. Pastor said this. Okay, it lines up. See, what has got the church in trouble so much over the course of years is that the man of God or the woman of God would say something and you would just, oh, hey, it's got to be true because they said it. See, that's how Jim Jones made him drink that juice. <laughs> Amen? Amen? See, I'm going to tell you, the devil is a lie because he would have said, drink this red juice. And you ain't drinking it. <laughs> huh. The devil is a lie. Anyways, I don't want to get sidetracked. But, but I want to talk about King David this morning. See, there's something about King David that, that God is using in King David in order to build us up. Amen? See, David was, David was, was anointed king, right? <laughs> it's funny. In the first Samuel, the 16th chapter and the 13th voice, verse, it is when David was anointed king. Right? Now, what I want you to understand was, is this, is that, is that they presented all of David's brothers. They, they just walked all of David's brothers in. They were tall in statue. They was handsome as pastor. And, and they just walked them all through. Right? And God said, I don't want none of them. Don't you got another son, Jesse? He said, yes, he's, he's out in the field tending the sheep. And the prophet said, go get him. And when David came into the house smelling like sheep dung, wilderness, the Bible said that God said that I'm looking at his heart. not his outward appearance. They left David in the field with the sheep 
smelling like sheep because they didn't think he was worthy. What God is telling us this morning is that each and every last one of us in the sanctuary and those who are listening online, you are worthy because you were born out of your mother's womb. Amen? God anointed David. See, this is the first anointing. God anointed David, not man. God anointed David. David was anointed three times. The first time by God in the first Samuel 16, 13. But David was, was anointed by God because David was raw. See, when God, when God presented himself to you in your own emotions, in your own feelings, they were raw. He is looking in your heart and he is saying, I'm going to build you up. Amen? His character had to be built up because David had to learn how to be king. Now just, just think about this for, for a moment, is that he's smelling like a sheep. The oil broke over his, oil didn't break over nobody else's head, see? But the oil broke over David's head and he was anointed. He was anointed king by God. But David had to learn how to relate to God. He had to learn what his relationship was going to be with God. In order for David to be king, his heart had to be pure. Oh, I'm glad you asked. How can that be, pastor, that he is going to have a pure heart? The Bible said that David was the apple of God's eye. So how did David have a pure heart? David cheated with Bathsheba and, 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 and Uriah went out into battle and was killed. How did David have a pure heart? David confessed his sins. He said, I would not hide my sins before you, O God. You want a pure heart before God? Confess your sins. He already knows them. Amen. This is his homework. Second Samuel, second, chap, second chapter, fourth, fourth verse is when David was anointed the second time that was king of Judah. Amen? And he was, he was king of Judah for seven years and six months. Amen? The, the third time is second Samuel chapter five, verse three. David is anointed king of Israel and he is accepted by the king, as king, by the elders of Israel because Saul is now dead and David was 30 years old. Amen? So I want you to look at this now because in everything I do, remember I told you I want to show you Jesus, right? Now watch this. In Jerusalem, he reigned for 33 years over all of Israel and Judah. Who does that sound like? Hmm. Oh, how long was his ministry? Three years. When did he start? 30 years old. Oh, the Bible says that David reigned for 33 years or well, 40 years, seven years in Judah. And the next 
33 years over Israel and Judah. And, what, and what, where did the, David and, and Jesus came from the line of David and from Judah. Amen? So I wanted to show you Jesus in this right off the bat. I want, I want you to understand that your faith carries over because you got to stand on your faith. Nobody's seen Jesus and David when he came out that field. Only thing they said, man, that boy stank. See? Only, pe only thing people see is your sin and they say, oh, that, man, that stank. Amen? So let's get into some Bible. I'm, I'm going to title this message, The End of My Rope. Amen? The End of My Rope. Saul tried to kill David 11 times. 11 times. See, what happens is this. Sometimes we have to get to the end of our rope. Amen? In order to fight what God has placed inside of you. Amen? We always ask the question, why me? Be praying. You got all everybody because the windows shut down and you got the furnace off because you don't want no noise. And, and you say, Lord, why me? And then we go through the next part of it. Why do I have to go through this, Lord? Amen. Let me ask you a question. Am, am I keeping this real? You ask, why me? Then why I got to go through this? See, now imagine David. King Saul wanted to kill him because David was anointed by God. Amen? What am I telling you this morning, church? I'm telling you that the world wants to kill you because you have been anointed by God. Amen? That's it. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 1 through 13. I'm going to read this, and then we're going to kind of get through it. Amen? And now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. And Jonathan made a covenant with, and, and, and Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off his robe that was, that was on him, and he gave it to David with his, arm, with his armor, even, even to his sword and bow and belt. And while I was reading this and studying this out, I said, why? Because Jonathan was trusting David with his life. Amen. Verse 5 says, so when David went over, went, went out, wherever Saul had sent him, and behaved wisely. Key, behaved wisely. And Saul set him over, over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And now it happened as they were coming home, when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistine, the women had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with, with, with tambourines, with joy and with the music, musical instruments. And, so, and so, so the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain a thousand 
and David his 10,000. Now just imagine this. This is King Saul. Like, what? What did they say? Then Saul was very angry, got in his feelings. Then Saul was very angry, angry and, 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 and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David 10,000 and to me have ascribed only 1,000. Now what can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. People will keep their good eye on you. Amen? When they're intimidated by you, they will keep their eye on you. Amen? And it happened on the next day that, that a distressing spirit from God came upon Saul and he prophesied inside the house. And so David played music with his hand as the other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall, but David escaped his presence twice. And now Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him but departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from his presence and made him captain over a thousand, and he went out and he came in before the people. Amen? And Saul killed a thousand. So what did Saul do? The very thing that Saul, that they said that Saul did he said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to kill David. Y'all think that he is so good? Y'all think that he is so tough? I'm going to give him a thousand men. Like y'all said, I only kill. Here's a thousand men, I go. So Saul gave David the very thing that the people said that he won a thousand. Amen? Saul's plan was to allow David to be killed with the very thing that they sang that Saul won battles with. Amen? Saul tried to give David something against his purpose. Amen? Watch how people will try to give you something that is not according to your purpose. Amen? They personally didn't want to kill him, but what they was trying to do was feed David and his weaknesses or his lust for something. They believed to harm him or to stop him in his purpose from moving forward. What was David's purpose was to become king of Israel. So Saul tried everything that he possibly could. See, Saul put his oldest daughter in front of David. His oldest daughter was fine. I'm just telling it to you. She was fine. He knew that David had a problem with fine women. See? So he put his oldest daughter up, up to David and said his plan was to give David his oldest daughter and to have his daughter and then send him out to, world, out to war to be killed. She didn't want David. I'm going to tell you this. I need you to really listen to this. 
When people try to put something in your purpose that's not supposed to be there, your spirit should quicken. You should know that ain't from God. See, David, like, look, and David, I need you to read the chapter. David said, oh, wait a minute. When he gave Saul all the accolades, oh, great king, oh, this, uh, but you can keep your daughter. I don't want her. And the daughter was happy because she didn't want David. See, see, God had a plan, amen? And she was given to another man. What am I telling you? I'm telling you this, don't take less. Take what God has given you. Because when God gives it to you, then that thing that's lined up in your purpose is going to help you succeed. Amen? Saul had another daughter. He had another daughter named Michal. And she loved David. Now, what am I saying to you? Is that when God puts something in your life, it's going to love you. See? It's not going to be against you. It's going to love you. When people come into your life, they're going to love you. Know that they're here for a reason. They're not here just taking from you. We talked about Nehemiah last week, about building the wall. These people come into your life to help you build your wall and restructure it. Sister said uh, in Bible study, she said, you know what the problem is sometimes? Is that we sit here in the church and we're not helping the people in the church. We're so focused about helping the people outside is that the people in the church need the help. Amen? So if we are able to help each other build and help each other walk into our purpose and our destiny, then the church prospers. Amen? The Bible said this, is that, is that, that he, he, David, married his other daughter. And she loved David, and David loved her. But Saul wanted this daughter to become a snare to David, but love doesn't become a snare. Are you with me, church? Love is not a snare. Amen? So the very thing that he is up against was going to try to kill him. And this time he was trying to use the Philistines. But this wife, this daughter of Saul, loved David and knew his purpose and knew his destiny. So when the people came to kill David, the title of my message is At the End of the Rope. She opened the window up threw the rope out the window, kissed David on the side of the cheek and said, go. I want you to think about this. Is that this is not a big woman. This is not a strong woman. But this is a woman who understood the purpose of her husband. And she held on while David 
climbed out the window and escaped, the Bible said. He escaped death. Amen? Are you with me this morning? People will say anything hoping you will act on those words. Amen? Not knowing God's plan in your life. God is teaching us not to be afraid. If we're not afraid of whatever the circumstance is and we're trusting on God, I was, in my prayer this morning I said, and looking unto the hills where cometh my help. In 1 Samuel chapter 19, in verses 1 through 24, I'm not going to read all of those, but I want to walk you through some things. Amen? But in the very first verse, this is one of the key points. Because remember I said that, that when, when God puts somebody in your life, they're there to help you. See? And when people are in your life to help you, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're not going to complain. Well, you know, didn't we do this last week? <sighs> Ain't you ever going to learn? When you're helping someone, you got to help them walk. Amen? Now watch this. Verse 1 says, And Saul wanted Jonathan and his servants to kill David. This is 1 Samuel chapter 19, verses 1 through 24, but you guys read it yourself. I'm just going to kind of jump through some stuff. And Samuel wanted David, uh, Jonathan and his servants to kill David. And Jonathan loved David. Did you see that? Jonathan loved David and told him what his father wanted to do. See, when someone understands your purpose and someone understands your destiny, right, they're not going to be doing anything behind your back. Amen? Jonathan wanted David to know he would not do anything behind his back and told David, wait here, watch, and I will show you and tell you everything of my father's plans against you. So I want you to kind of visualize this for a moment, is that David was hiding behind the bush and Jonathan was standing up there like the prince he was talking to his father, who is the king, and letting David see it, that I'm not hiding anything from you. Amen? See, we got to remember that we're going to have haters that's going to be plotting against your destiny and your purpose. Amen? The Bible said that, 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 that he took a spear in his hand. Amen? And he was trying to pin you against the wall. What, what am I saying is, is that people will try to pin you against the wall with a lie. See? They, they will do it with a lie. People will put something that's an unreasonable action in your way. Like, are you serious? This, this is this Greg, this ain't Bible. Like, are you God, you really say, you really expect for me to do that? Well, ain't you a Christian? <laughs> I am a Christian. That's why I ain't going to do it. See, see, unreasonable actions or a lie 
See, my, my, you know, I always talk about my grandma because she, she taught me a lot. I, I grew up with my grandmother, my mother, and my sisters, and my uncle, right? So I grew up with them, right? And, and, and grandma used to t say like this. She said, do you know it take you longer to discredit a lie than the truth? See? Because you, you're spending all your time trying to discredit the lie, and the truth is laying right there in front of you. Amen? That's why they were so important and they were so in our head. Don't you lie to me. Because if it was something important, they were going to get, y'all know what I'm talking about. They were going to get their purse and they were going to walk down the street to whoever's house and say, why are you messing with? And if it was a lie, they was, you was going to get beat. Amen? But what am I saying this morning? I'm saying this is that God is building character. God is building character. God is building forgiveness in your heart. Amen? Y'all just give me a couple of extra minutes. See, I know I'm right in my, at 1230. Just give me a couple of extra minutes. But God is building forgiveness in your heart. This is the character that God is looking for. Amen? He is searching a man's old woman's heart. Remember about David? He said, I wasn't worried about the outer appearance. It was his heart. This is what God is searching for in a man or a woman. It's his heart. He said, I would judge a man or a woman by his heart. Amen? When they appointed David to be, to be king, God told the prophet, Looking at the outer woman's heart. This builds the character of a man or a woman. Is that when God can build your heart to forgiveness? Oh, there we go again. That word, forgiveness. Why do you, Pastor, why all the time you always talking about forgiveness? Because I want you to take your last breath in forgiveness. Because if you don't take your last breath in forgiveness, I don't know. The Bible said they, they called Lord, Lord. He said, I don't know you. I always thought about that. What do you mean you don't know me? Because God is forgiveness. My job as senior pastor is to get you to walk in forgiveness. Because if I get you to walk in forgiveness, then when the distractions come, you know how to forgive it. Amen? Okay, let, let's walk this out. Saul throws the spear at David in 1 Samuel 18, 11. Write this stuff down. This is good stuff. Or you read it yourself. 18, 11, he throws the spear at Saul. He had to forgive him. We see nowhere in the scripture David said, I'm going to get him because he threw the spear at me. Saul tries to use his daughter to kill David. So he plots in his thinking, if David is the heir, the Philistines and everyone else will want to kill him. This is 1 Samuel 18, 17 through 21. Are you with me, church? See, I'm trying to show you something. 
But you don't see anywhere in the scripture where David said, I'm going to get him back. He did me wrong. I'm going to get him back. The third time, Saul tries to use Jonathan and his servants to kill David. 1 Samuel 19.1. Amen? See, see, but what happened is that Jonathan, we just read it, Jonathan told David, you hide over here and I'm going to show you and tell you everything. Amen? The fourth time Saul tried to kill David, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 19.10 that Saul got frustrated again and he had his spear in his hand and he threw it with the same mindset is that I'm going to pin David against the wall. But David escaped a second time. Amen? The fifth time, Saul sends his messengers to watch and to kill David. See, what am I telling you? I'm telling you that, that people will watch and waiting for you to stumble, waiting for you to fall, waiting for you to do Something that is human. Mm, that's deep, isn't it? See? And they're watching and they're waiting. And they're saying, oh, yeah, she's she going to do it in a minute. Oh, 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 oh who, who, who's, gonna, who's that man going to her house this time of night? Not knowing that was your cousin from Memphis. See? Or he just came into town. You knew he was coming into town. But somebody on the outside, you know, that man went over the house about 1030. Yeah. See, watching, waiting. Not knowing, like I said, not knowing. That's your cousin Bill from Memphis. Oh, a truck just drove up. See, a joker get out the truck. Man, she had somebody over here the other day and not knowing that's your cousin from California who's a long truck driver. See? Waiting, watching. Amen? See, but the Bible said that this is the part that, that I told you is that at the end of your rope. When you get to the end of your rope, this is where you got to fight. Your fight is at the end of your rope. Your fight is when, you, is, when, is when they're lowering you out of the window and you're looking up and the person who is helping you lower out the window, you're looking up and you give them a thumbs up and you're saying, okay, let me go. But this is not over with because I'm trusting in God. The Bible said this, is that, is, is that, is that Adam and Eve, right? See, see that, that part, you know, I learned something from my wife and went to one of her classes. But, and, 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 but that word is rescuer. Eve was Adam's rescuer. David's wife was his rescuer. 
You got to understand that. I'm talking about every man needs a good woman who is able to rescue him. Amen? In the 15th verse, Saul sends the messengers back to David's house to bring him only to find out that he had been deceived. The six, seven, Saul sent his messengers again in the 20th verse. And now he didn't understand that David went to the man of God and he told Samuel everything that Saul was doing. What am I telling you? I'm telling you this, is that when things get tight, you need to get on your knees. You need to pray. You need, you need to go before God. Amen? You need to find somebody who's a confident, that you can tell things and they go no farther than them four walls. This is the kind of relationship that God is telling you to build. Because you get relationships like this, then you're able to build or restructure the own walls in your life. Amen? Bible says, greater is he who is in me than he is in the world. But the thing about it is this, is that the messengers went to kill David. And when they got there, read the Bible now, they started prophesying. What, is, what, is, what, is that, what does that teach me? It teaches me that greater who is in me than he is in the world. What does that teach me? That teaches me is this, is that, that what they meant for evil, God will turn it to good. What, what, does, that what does that teach me? Is that, that God will take the very thing that they're trying to hurt you with and make them pray for you. Amen? The eighth time. 21st verse, Saul sent messengers the second time and they ended up prophesying again. And Saul sent the same or the third time in God's plan for God's life. The Bible said, reads like this, it said, don't touch my anointing once and do my prophets no harm. The ninth time, Saul himself went. See, you know how sometimes folks get frustrated. Oh, y'all just messing around. Let me go do this myself. Y'all ain't doing this right. They run over to the sister's house, knock on the door. She opened the door and she says, praise the Lord. And everything you follow in your knees and you get to praying. See, and, you, and they wondering, like, why, why, are they, why are they praying? Then they come over here for a purpose? To kill me? Or to ruin my spirit? But the Bible says that the peace of God transcends all understanding. The Bible says in this very same thing is that he saw, stripped himself, took all his clothes off, laying there butt naked, praying. Now just think about this. I thought about that for a minute. I said, Holy Spirit, show me the exact thing. And the Holy Spirit was saying that he stripped and he was showing everyone his mess. And now he was naked. Now, his mess is before everybody. But God still used him and said, you're going to pray for David. Butt naked. 
In other words, what is God saying? God is saying that those who are against you is that I will strip them and make them pray for you and all their mess will be revealed to the world. He said, do not touch my anointing. We got to learn and let God fight our battles. Amen? In Exodus, it says that Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. See, distractions will make you afraid. He says, do not be afraid, but stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For he will accomplish it for you today. See? For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see no more forevermore. And the Lord will fight for you. And all you have to do is hold your peace. Amen? The tenth time. Just bear with me here. The tenth time is 1 Samuel 23, 15. Saul is not giving up on killing David. What am I telling you? Is that people will not give up until they see you destroyed or see you not walking into your destiny and your purpose. They will not give up. And they want you to be so distracted that you say, God, why me? Why do I have to go through this? Don't I pray to you? Don't I fast? Don't I give my tithes and my offering? Why do I have to go through this? Because God is building the character of forgiveness in your heart. Amen? The devil is a liar. His mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. This is why it's so important to stay in prayer. Because God will reveal this all to you. Your relationship is built upon prayer. Amen? The eleventh time is Samuel, first Samuel twenty six two. First Samuel twenty six two, and I'm about to end here. See, I want to kind of go back to something right quick. The Lord will fight your battles. But you got to learn God's voice. Let me say that again. One of the things God was teaching David and building his character was to know his voice. You have to learn God's voice. Your emotions will speak to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Your emotions will speak to you fast. Amen? And they will speak to you loud. Hey, Greg. You, you know they make you, you know they're playing you right now. Oh, are they really? What should I do? Why don't you go over there and give them a piece of your mind right now? Not knowing the Lord is fighting my battle. He'll, he'll do it. All I have to do is hold my peace. Amen? 
Saul goes after David again, only this time David has another opportunity to kill Saul. What am I saying to you? Is that the Bible says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I don't have to go after people. All I have to do is stay in prayer. What is God doing right now? God is, David, this is the 11th time Saul is trying to kill David. And now Saul, David has took his jug and took his spear and he stood up on the hill. He said, hey, wake up. Where your spear at? Where your jug of water at? And then Saul looked around. He said, oh, he could have took my life. What am I saying? What am I saying is this, is that David, these 11 times that David had an opportunity, he could have killed Saul any, any of these times. But what was God doing? God needed David's heart to be pure. God was teaching David forgiveness. God was teaching David that I'll fight your battles for you. God was teaching David that, that I know you are a mighty valiant warrior and you could have took him out any time if you were in your emotions. But I want you to hear my voice. And if you understand and you go back and you read these scriptures, you, you'll see that God always gave David a way out. Amen? Forgiveness is what God was teaching David. Remember I talked about the purity of the heart? The purity of the heart is forgiveness. Mm, interesting, isn't it? We walk around here thinking, well, I don't prayed and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. I know I'm pure before God. No. You can be mean as a rattlesnake on a hot day if your heart isn't pure with forgiveness. I'm, I'm saying this to, to tell everyone, those who are listening online, I need you to understand this, is that Jesus Christ came and he forgave you of all your sins. And he, is, he said that if you have to forgive those who have trespassed against you, that old saying, uh, I forgive, but I can't forget, then you ain't forgave me. You didn't hear David say that one time, did you? Now just imagine, I'm about to close, but just imagine if you knew that somebody was trying to kill you 11 times. I can just imagine everybody in here, y'all be up there saying, okay, mm, I got my baseball back. Come on, Joker. Come on. Come on, Cletus. I'm going to get you. See? I can just imagine you. But what God is trying to teach us this morning is that the, through the power of prayer, understanding his voice, that he's building our character into forgiveness. Because forgiveness is the best weapon I can, let me tell you something. If you learn how to forgive, then you can save people. Amen? Forgiveness is that all I desire to do 
is save your life. Hmm, that's kind of strong, ain't it? Forgiveness is all I desire to do is save your life. Because David has Saul's spear and his water jug. And he, he said, hey, Saul, look. Look what I got. I got your water. I got your spear. I forgive you. You know not what you do. You're walking in your emotions. You're in your feelings because somebody said that you killed a thousand and I killed 10,000. So you started lying on me and trying to plot to kill me from that moment on. The Bible said that I got my eye on you now. What am I telling you, church, and those who are listening online, is that when people come against you, they cannot defeat the purpose of God that's in you. Because God will fight your battles. The devil wants you to get hard so you don't forgive. And then you're conquered. I'm going to say that again. Then you're conquered. I'd rather fight the war. I'd rather allow him to continue to build me up than being conquered. Because if I'm fighting the war, I know I'm still alive. I'm trying to tell you something. Forgiveness is what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It's forgave. I'm helping all of us this year build up our spiritual walls because I want us to understand that forgiveness is the glue that's going to hold the wall together. Amen? Stand. I know I went over a little bit, but I wanted to get it out. Amen? Now, I'm going to give you guys a little side thing. We talked about David this week, right? Now I'm going to give you next week. I'm, I'm still studying it out, but I'm going to give you next week. There's 11 times in the, Old, in the Old Testament. 11 times in the Old Testament. That talks about the birth of Jesus and his death. Each, give you a little segue, each. Eleven times Saul tried to kill David, and eleven times they tried. And eleven times it talks about the prophecy of the birth of Jesus and the death of Jesus. So each one of those things that Saul was trying to kill David with, he was trying to stop one of those prophecies. Hmm. I just threw that out there. Now y'all go. Help me with the sermon next week. 